Hello, Moonwalkers. Welcome to another episode of Moonwalk Talk. All your energy into your finger. Throw it out like fire. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to Moonwalk Talks, a Michael Jackson podcast dedicated to searching out the facts, stories, and theories about the king of pop, Michael Jackson. I am your host, Jenkins, and I am the only rapper that sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber after receiving estrogen shots to keep my voice high. It keeps the pipes pretty. And hey, are you on Twitter? Well, come join the conversation and follow at Moonwalk Talks. Recently, we have been doing daily questions like, if you had to remove a song off the Dangerous album, what would it be? Tough choice, right? Well, what would your answer be? Send us a tweet. Also, you will get updates on the podcast and get to see what I'm doing in the world of Michael Jackson, like when I go to interview people or visit MJ Taurus spots. You should also follow at Moonwalk Talks on Instagram for videos and photos of my adventures. So yeah. Follow at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also in the process of renovating the new website for MoonwalkTalks.com, so check that out as well. MoonwalkTalks.com. Also, I know you're probably tired of hearing me saying it, but if you haven't already, please go rate and review Moonwalk Talks on iTunes. If you do it, I will sing you a thank you song. Just show me that you did it. I'll sing it to you. I swear. <laughs> On today's episode, we are going to list the top 10 worst Michael Jackson remixes. Now, there are so many Michael Jackson remixes out there. So, to come to this conclusion of the top 10 worst, I asked Moonwalk Talks followers on Twitter and Instagram what they thought were the worst remixes of all time, and I got some pretty good responses. I also listened to hours and hours of remixes, I've read other Michael Jackson worst of lists, and I also included my own opinions. So this by no means is a definitive list. You know, when I do these top 10 lists, they're really just for fun. And hopefully you can get a laugh at the expense of a bad producer or possibly learn something behind the stories. Since there are so many Michael Jackson remixes out there, I had to make a few rules. So one, it has to be an official remix. And by official, I mean that the MJ estate, MJ himself, or MJ's approved producers had to have some say or part in the mix. And the reason for this is because there are seriously just too many Michael Jackson remixes out there. And including non-professional remixes would just be too easy, because we all know a dude that thinks he's the next Skrillex. So that means that unfortunately, the dubstep remix by your next door neighbor will not be considered. Two, this is a list of remixes, not covers. A remix takes the original song performance and recreates it in some form or fashion. A cover is just another artist performing the song. So no covers will be included. This includes parodies like Weird Al's Eat It. Three, I'm not including any of the Casio tracks because duh, we all get it. They are all bad remixes because of the underproduced tracks and of course the fake vocals. I'm not gonna kick the dead horse Let's have some fun this time. Okay, that's it. Those are the rules. 
Let's get this crap fest started. Number 10. Beat It 2008, featuring Fergie from the Thriller 25th Anniversary. I'm sure a lot of you would rank this song higher on the list, and you wouldn't be wrong. The song is appalling. Uh, Michael's voice does not meld with Fergie's at all. The synthetic beats and rendered guitar sound is dated and thin even next to the original. And this is not even a shot at Fergie. See, I personally think that Fergie is a great singer, and I'm a fan of a lot of her music. But she just can't match the ferocity that Michael brought to the track. It's just all around, it just sounds empty and misguided. Uh, What's funny is that in an interview, Fergie mentioned that Michael and her had planned to perform Beat It 2008 together for the This Is It shows at the O2 Arena in London. (laughs) I'm sure the fans would have loved that. And by love that, I mean they would have hated it a a lot. But the worst part about this remix is that it just didn't need to happen. There was absolutely no reason for this song to be made. I mean, it's barely even a remix. It's really just Fergie singing Beat It. The only reason that this was included was because the Black Eyed Peas were so hot at the time. Apparently, these morons at Sony had such little faith in the 25th anniversary of Thriller selling that they brought in people like Will I Am and Akon to add some quote-unquote star power to the project. And it just didn't work. When Will I Am actually showed Fergie that he was working on this, they actually recorded her vi- version of the song beat it behind Michael's back and then showed it to him later after it was done. These 2008 versions are disgusting. It just shows that they don't get it and they never will. We don't need other famous singers and flashes in the pan to do remixes to get us to buy a Michael Jackson reissue. We need content. Add some original demos, acapellas, commentaries, create new artwork, give us limited edition releases, packages we will pay just don't make terrible remixes that's not the selling point the 25th anniversary of bad is a great example i bought that because it came with cool packaging a poster a freaking live dvd and all the remixes were done fantastically and respectively well almost all the remixes but while we are on the topic of the thriller 25th number nine by Kanye West on the Thriller 25th anniversary. Now, this one hurts. See, I love Kanye. I really do. He is in my top five favorite rapper producers of all time, if not my number one. I love everything he does, with very few exceptions. So, when I heard he was going to be doing an official Michael Jackson remix, well, I was overly ecstatic. And then I saw that he was going to be doing Billie Jean. 
My head almost exploded from happiness, and then I heard it. Ugh. Disappointment isn't a strong enough word. And this is the guy that made Flashing Lights, a track that was easily influenced by songs like Billie Jean. This is the guy that made Bittersweet Poetry and Roses, musical masterpieces in their own right. And then the tragedy that is Billie Jean 2008. Well, you know, it starts out promising enough, if not abruptly. Strings are nice. You get a glimmer of hope. After listening to the other terrible remixes by Akon and Will I Am, you're sitting on the edge of your chair like, oh no, Kanye's gonna do it. And then, yeah, uh. the beat hits and all you hear Kanye say is yeah uh it's like he's about to rap but then doesn't it's like so out of place it's like the the heads of Sony said Kanye we need people to know that you did this track so go in there and do some quick ad-libs let them people know it's you on the beat say something like Kanye tuta and he's like okay cool all right let's do this all right here comes the beat yeah uh Perfect, Kanye. You are a genius. And don't get me started on whoever's brilliant idea it was to slow down the BPM of the track. For those that don't know, BPM stands for Beats Per Minute. It's the tempo or speed of the music. Slowing down the remix was an insanely flawed choice. For one, Billie Jean is at a perfectly danceable tempo. Slowing it down takes away from the energy of it. And two, slowing down audio distorts the sound. See, when you slow down a piece of music when trying to retain the original pitch, it puts strain on the original music and begins to create clips and breaks in the audio quality. And that is something that can clearly be heard in Kanye's remix. I mean, nowadays there are programs and software that help fill in those stretched clips, but back then it wasn't such a clean process. So instead of slowing the track down, just leave it at the original tempo. And then he adds these kick drums in there like they were ripped straight from his 2007 track, Stronger. And while I friggin' love that kick sound, it just doesn't cooperate with Billie Jean. It's not the worst remix out there for sure, but again, completely unnecessary. This remix was created for the 2014 Michael Jackson album Escape by the Norwegian producer duo Stargate. Now, to be honest, this isn't a bad remix. It's actually a good remix. It's enjoyable. 
It cooperates with Michael's original vocals well. It adds a new element to the track and kind of rides the 80s type feel that went along with the Bad album. I do enjoy it. So why would I add this to the list of worst Michael Jackson remixes? Well, when you compare it to the original, it was way off base. The original demo of A Place With No Name is actually a remix of a song called A Horse With No Name by the band America. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full of sound. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name. And Michael Jackson's original version is fantastic as it stays close to the original America song. It's refreshing to hear Michael over folksy guitars and simplified percussion. While Michael tends to normally go for more futuristic sounds, the original place with no name has an earthy feel to it. It's nice. The track could have been an easy win for the album Escape. For one, Michael rarely did cover songs. Two, I'm sure the public would have loved to hear Michael Jackson singing such a laid-back tune. I think a song like this could have brought some normalcy to Michael Jackson's catalog. But instead, Stargate went 180 and turned the tune on its head, creating something that deviates too far from the original. All they needed to do was build upon the original demo, and this could have been a home run. Instead, it's a decent track that will be forgotten, along with most of Michael's posthumous tracks. So I can find what I can And on a side note, Double Negatives bugged the shit out of me. So, Michael singing Take Me to a Place Without No Name is annoying as hell. Not the remix's fault, but... Say Goodbye, the Neptunes remix, off the Remix Suite album. I don't know what went wrong here. As some of you might know, the Neptunes are a producer duo from VA comprised of Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams. Yeah, Pharrell, the guy who made Happy, which I believe is one of the greatest songs of the last century. A guy that has made countless hits for some of the biggest superstars in all of popular music. I'm not even going to name them, because there are too many. And they are all great songs. He has broken records and created trends. He is one of the greatest producers and songwriters of any generation. So, how did this go wrong? How is this so bad? It's confusing to me. You have a group that has hundreds of critically acclaimed songs at their fingertips, but the moment they get their hands on a Jackson tune, they turn into musical stone. I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, actually, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not bad. Maybe I just have too much faith in the Neptunes 
and I'm being overcritical of this one remix. Hmm. Maybe. Nah, it just sucks. Oh well, not everyone can be a winner. Get a mic. Submix. This convoluted mess is a remix released on a maxi single in the 90s. It was created by the somewhat popular techno producer Moby and was featured on a couple different singles, including the Beat It single re release. This remix embodies everything that was wrong with electronic or techno music in the 90s. How does anybody even follow this? It's like he dropped six hits of acid and then started pressing buttons with no real idea in mind. It's like a crackhead version of the Mortal Kombat theme. This had to have been what Eminem was referring to when he famously blasted Moby on his single Without Me and why nobody would want to listen to techno. It's honestly infuriating to listen to. He just keeps repeating one line over and over, the it doesn't matter part. Finish the f***ing line. And then somewhere in the middle, it turns into a damn reggae track. Because, you know, when we all think about Beat It, we think, oh, what a lovely island tune. And you would think something this devastating would just eventually disappear into the heap of garbage that is the 90s music void. But no, it wouldn't go away. In 2001, some genius thought it would be perfect for the Zoolander soundtrack. So now, it will forever live on in movie and music history, thanks to Ben Stiller. Shame on you, Ben. Shame on you. This one is simple. It's just dumb. The refugee camp is Wyclef John. He's a simplistic producer. All he did was sample dance to the drummer's beat and a couple of other tracks and lay MJ's blood on the dance floor acapella over it. It's simple. It's boring. I don't have some overly aggressive statement about the remix. It's just dumb. Unneeded. I remember hating it as a kid and I hate it even more now. Why have such a powerful track like Blood on the Dance Floor? and then give it to Wyclef to throw a breakbeat under. It's dumb. Super dumb. But you know what's dumber? It's putting this remix of Blood on the Dance Floor on the official Vision box set instead of the original version. Nobody wants the remix, and we sure don't want it in place of the original. Ugh. Next!
The Immortal World Tour had some fantastic remixes of Michael Jackson's hits. Human Nature was beautifully done. They Don't Care About Us was a strong celebration of awareness. They even included B-side songs you wouldn't have expected, like my favorites This Place Hotel and Is It Scary. Uh, I'll always have my complaints about certain mixes like Jam and Smooth Criminal, and I'm still upset they didn't include songs like Remember the Time and The Way You Make Me Feel. But those can be forgiven when you hear the shit they pulled when it was time for Billie Jean. Now, I grew up singing in choirs and off-Broadway productions, and I loved all the different arrangements they would do for songs that have been out for decades. It's always neat to hear new renditions of classic songs. But the worst thing an arranger can do is make a f***ing mega mix. For those that don't know, a mega mix is when an arranger or DJ smash together a bunch of different songs that are fairly around the same tempo in order to conserve time. Or sometimes they'll make a mega mix at the end of a Broadway show to hype up the crowd for the last big bang of the performance. Mega mixes are the cheesiest, laziest thing you can do on a production. I always have hated mega mixes and they added a damn mega mix to the end of the Immortal World Tour. Now, that was already a bad call, but even worse than that, they included Billie Jean in the mega mix. Billie Jean. Billie Jean is not just some flyby song, it's one of Michael Jackson's most important records. It was where he first debuted the moonwalk. It was where his true songwriting ability started to show. Michael would dedicate some of the longest parts of his show for this one song. And they just throw it in real quick with a bunch of other songs. Billie Jean needs its own space during the show. I remember thinking as I was walking into the show, man, I can't wait to see what they do when they get to the moonwalk. It was such an important thing in the legacy of Michael Jackson, I bet that they will showcase it in some special way. Maybe they will slow the entire production down and do some neat Matrix-style moonwalk. Or maybe they will do a moonwalk tribute dance or something. Nope. It is kind of moonwalk during the make mix and then move the f*** on. No. No, 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 no.
Ben Convict Remix featuring Akon. Oh God. This is just depressing. From the Remix Sweet album, this remix of Little Michael's hit Ben is one of the worst on there. And that's saying something, because a lot of those songs are pretty bad. This remix literally sounds like something an amateur sound engineer would create the first time they ever tried to form a beat. This sounds like a drunk musician's jam session. This sounds like a shitty karaoke version of Ben, with Michael's unsynced vocals laid sloppily on top of it. Honestly, the timing doesn't even match up. This isn't a remix from an award-winning, world-renowned singer and producer. This is something a kid down the block made on Fruity Loops. No, I've heard Fruity Loop remixes that are better than this. Basically, it's like Akon just wanted to sing on a f***ing Michael Jackson song, but unfortunately, his nasally vocals clashed with Michael's the entire song. I don't give a f- who Akon thinks he is. If I asked him to make a remix to Ben, one of the greatest songs Little Michael ever sang, and he sent me back this dreadful mess, I would have tossed it right in the garbage and asked him to return his Grammys back to the Grammy station. He took a huge L on this, Akon. A huge L. Michael Jackson 90s Club Remix. For all of you music fans who grew up in the 90s, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about when I say 90s remix. It was one of the worst parts about growing up in the 90s. Every song had this terrible sounding club remix. It is essentially a four on the floor, house-based electronic beat. Some good examples are Show Me Love by Robin S., or the oh-so-annoyingly popular Pump Up the Jam. And who can forget the garbage produced from the CNC Music Factory? It is the most basic type of music that can be produced. Most of the time, the vocals would be chopped up into a nauseatingly oversampled mess, and more often than not, would be accompanied by the simplest of organ riffs that would just barely match the notes that were being sung. Sometimes they would add this type of beat to speed up a slow song so much that it would be off-putting to listen to. Thank Jesus I was too young to attend the dance clubs in the 90s if this was the junk they were pumping out of the speakers. But oh man, there are dozens of Michael Jackson remixes done with this style of music. I'm not kidding. There are probably more 90s house remixes of Michael Jackson's songs than all the other remixes combined. Sometimes they would release a single of like In the Closet and it would include the original version, the radio edit, an instrumental, and then like nine extra house remixes. They would be labeled dub version, extra club 16 inch edit, funky new groove dub, 
funky new groove dub edit 13 inch dub groove dub and if you can tell the difference between them then you are a rare genetic specimen and should be working in a facility identifying the distinction between bird chirps hell even that job would be easier than hearing the difference in these 90s remixes let's hear a couple of them this one is mark's vocal club mix of the song history This one is T's in-house club mix of Stranger in Moscow. This one is also a remix of Stranger in Moscow, the Basement Boys 12-inch dance club mix. Here is the club mix of In the Closet. Here is Brothers in Rhythm Mix of Wanna Be Starting Something. Oh, and they didn't stop with only Michael Jackson songs. Here's a What's Up With You club mix dub from Eddie Murphy's song, What's Up With You, featuring Michael Jackson. And the worst part about these remixes is that they take all of the life out of the original songs. Remixes are supposed to bring something new and different. Sometimes they can add new life into an old track, but these just don't. They make them sound bland and boring. Shame on the 90s club remix. It is one trend I pray never comes back around into the music world. And the number one worst Michael Jackson remix of all time is Afro Jack's Bad Remix from the Bad 25th Anniversary Album. And only for one reason. Pitbull. I hate this song so much that I'm not even going to play it for reference. Instead, I'm going to play some soothing jazz music. And I urge you not to go listen to it. Don't even give it the YouTube click. And funny enough, it is the worst rated Michael Jackson song on YouTube. They actually disabled the comments because people were hating on it so much. Oh, and if you Google worst Michael Jackson remix, it is literally the first three results. I don't know in what universe the Michael Jackson estate thought, hey, here's an idea. 
You know how Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer of all time, and how his music has captured hearts and inspired people from all over the world. You know how Michael Jackson has shaped the face of popular music and created trends that will forever be imitated and built upon. Well, let's do a remix of his track, Bad. Oh yeah, Bad, the track that was supposed to be a duet with Prince. Yeah, Prince, the guy who is arguably one of the greatest musicians and popular figures of all time. A person who created and broke genres. A person who helped music travel into the digital age. Yeah, that song, well, we should get somebody equally as important to music to be on the remix. Somebody that, like Michael Jackson, has a worldwide appeal. And then some idiot in the back yells, How about Pitbull? He calls himself Mr. Worldwide. You know, Pitbull, he's that Latin retard that dresses up like your pervy uncle and is somehow rapping on a bunch of people's songs, but nobody likes him. And then everybody's like, yes, he would be perfect. Because when you think Michael Jackson, you think Pitbull, right? There are dozens of other people that they could have asked to put a rap on the remix. Why not actually, hey, go reach out to Prince. He was still alive when the remix came out. Wouldn't it be neat to finally hear what Prince versus Michael Jackson's version of Bad would have sounded like? Why not reach out to, like, Beyonce, Neo, uh, Chris Brown, Usher? They were all extremely popular at the same time. And people like them, give or take Chris Brown. Instead, they went with Pitbull, a guy that has no link to Michael Jackson in any way. Were they just trying to get the Latin sales? Did some moron think that since the Hispanic population is growing, they should cater to the demographic? Pitbull is a tool. His music is awful, and he is a I did a show with Pitbull one time, and he was an ass. So, check this out. After our set, we were standing around backstage waiting for the next act, which is Pitbull, to go on. After arriving 40 minutes late, his limo pulls up to the back door, and he gets out. He walks up to the backstage door, dressed in an old man's suit and some shades on. Now let me tell you, it was dark as hell backstage. You could barely see. This wasn't a big arena or anything, this is just like a smaller venue, probably holds no more than a thousand people or so, so the backstage wasn't lit well. But, instead of taking his shades off, he instructed his people to go get two bodyguards to hold flashlights in front of him so he could walk to the stage. Instead of taking his shades off, he made people shine a light in front of him so he could walk. Anyway, he did a show for about 15 minutes, nobody gave a shit, and then he walked back to his limo and left. He wasn't nice, he didn't shake people's hands, he played and left don't like the guy and he for sure doesn't belong anywhere near a Michael Jackson song. So that's why this song is the worst Michael Jackson remix of all time. And it's sad that I have to say that because all in all the actual remix isn't bad. Take Pitbull off and it's a decent remix. But with him on there, no. Worst remix ever. Say what you will about Kanye and Will I Am or Fergie, but they are talented in their own respects. Pitbull is not. He is hot garbage, and I spit on him. Mm-hmm.
Well, there it is. Another top 10 in the bag. I'm sure some of you agree with me, and I'm sure some of you don't. And that's fine. I would love to hear your thoughts. So please send me your top 10 worst Michael Jackson remixes. I love reading all the emails and tweets. And if you have any suggestions for a top 10 episode, send them my way. Jenkins at Jenkins.net Well, Moonwalkers, that is our episode. I would like to thank you all for joining me on this musical journey, and I hope you enjoyed your time here. I have been your host, Jenkins. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes, and please keep telling your friends and even tell some strangers about Moonwalk Talks, and I will keep making these episodes for you. Please follow at Moonwalk Talks on Twitter and Instagram, and remember, no matter what happens in this life, keep your head up, keep the faith, and don't forget to smile. Thank you.